0: Tonight is study number 15 of Revelation chapter 14, and we're continuing to look at verse 8. And there followed another angel saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Now we were discussing last time that when we read in the Bible, and we read this a few times, God uh, makes this very statement that babylon is fallen is fallen and he doubles it to indicate that it's certain and and quickly to come to pass and of course we're living in a time that it has come to pass it is here babylon the kingdom of satan has fallen and and historically there's no getting around it that babylon fell not at the beginning of the period of uh, coming against Judah, which was in 609 BC, not at any point during the the time when King Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians were uh, assaulting Judah and destroying Jerusalem and taking captive the Jewish people, carrying them into Babylon. That wasn't the time of Babylon's fall at all. That was the time of their ascension, of their great power and authority. And the king of Babylon was becoming greater and greater as Babylon conquered many nations of that day. They became the greatest power on earth during the 70-year period that the Bible talks about, 609 B.C. It began, uh, as far as Judah's tribulation, And it concluded in 539 B.C., which was the year of Babylon's fall. And Babylon fell at the hands of the Medes and Persians led by King Cyrus, also known as Darius. They took the kingdom in one night, and Babylon was suddenly fallen, suddenly taken, and caught by surprise. It's a very accurate historical Type of Christ coming like a thief in the night. That's exactly how it happened. Babylon was the king, and his lords were having a party. They were drinking wine out of cups and celebrating, and that very night, without apparently any forewarning, their kingdom was taken by the Medes and the Persians. And it is then that the Bible emphasizes Babylon fell. Now, as we know that the 70-year period is a type and a figure of the Great Tribulation that would come at the end of time, then the fall of Babylon, and and we read about that in Daniel chapter 5. God gives us details concerning the very uh, end of Babylon's reign, its fall, the fall of Babylon is the end of the Great Tribulation, and the beginning of Judgment Day, and that's the the only thing that fits. It's the only thing that harmonizes with other scriptures. Now, let me uh, I mentioned uh, this several times as we've gone through the study of the book of Jeremiah. But there might be some people that have not been following that study that have been following the Revelation study. Now, let me go back to Isaiah chapter 13. And Isaiah 13 is a chapter that will go into um, much discussion about Judgment Day, the end of the world. There, There's no question. Let me, let me read just a couple of the verses in Isaiah 13. In verse 6. How ye, for the day of Jehovah is at hand. In verse 9, Behold, the day of Jehovah cometh, cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger. Verse 10, For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened and is going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. And verse 11, And I will punish the world for their evil, And the wicked for their iniquity. Verse 13. Therefore I will shake the heavens and the earth shall remove out of her place in the wrath of Jehovah of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. Now, when we look at all those statements, there is no doubt, not a little doubt, not Um, maybe uh, a reservation of doubt. There is absolutely no doubt. Isaiah 13 is a chapter focused on the judgment of this world. The wrath of God, the day of the Lord. These are all familiar uh, phrases that are found sprinkled throughout many books of the Bible that always indicate it's the day of God's wrath on all the unsafe people of the earth. God cannot get any clearer than Isaiah 13, 11, and I will punish the world for their evil. Not the church, but the world. All right, now you're probably saying, okay, I see that, I agree with that. I don't see where you're going with this in relationship to Babylon, but okay, that's agreed. Well, now we have to look at verse one of Isaiah 13, that says the burden of Babylon, which Isaiah the son of Amoz did see, and then the following uh, information, uh, much of which uh, again I just read, that clearly describes the judgment of the end of the world. It it follows in the context of the burden of. Babylon according to Isaiah 13:1. Well all right maybe it started off that way but God uh, you you could be thinking God just shifted gears as as he uh, is prone to do in the Bible. all right well, uh, here after um, I, I read verse 13 God will shake the heavens and the earth and and this leads right back into, what we read in verse 17 of Isaiah chapter 13. Behold, I will stir up the Medes against them, which shall not regard silver, and as for gold, they shall not delight in it. Now, why does God refer to the Medes? Because historically, at the end of the 70 year period, it was the Medes and the Persians that God raised up to conquer Babylon and in this context that can be no other than a description a very in-depth precise description of the final judgment of this world God suddenly reverts back to talking of the Medes that he will stir up against them which must be Babylon and then we have further confirmation in verse 19. And Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldees' excellency, shall be, as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah, it shall never be inhabited, neither shall it be dwelt in from generation to generation. Babylon is mentioned again by name. Now, uh, we, we must get this clear in our minds if we're going to understand... Um, Revelation 14.8 that Babylon is fallen. And that statement comes up again in Revelation chapter 18. And if we're going to understand Jeremiah chapter 50 and 51 that, that God is figuring using types and figures picturing Satan and his kingdom as Babylon and when they're victorious they conquer Judea That is Satan coming against the church. He overcomes the church. Uh, The two witnesses are killed and so forth, lying dead in the street of that great city, Jerusalem. And that is the picture of judgment beginning at the house of God. All the time, whenever we're reading of Babylon being victorious, Babylon conquering and overcoming, being triumphant, it is typifying the judgment on the church. But when God switches from uh, the topic of the judgment on Judea to the topic of judgment on Babylon, when he begins to speak of Babylon's fall, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. Well, now we, we understand historically that would point to the end of 70 years. That's the only time Babylon fell. It was actually at the very end of the 70 years again, which typifies the Great Tribulation. And, and that means that Babylon falls in the day of judgment. Now there is a, another verse and an excellent verse that in one verse lays out God's judgment program beginning at the house of God and then concluding on the world and and it does so using the typology of Judah Jerusalem and Babylon in Jeremiah 51 it says in verse 49 as Babylon has caused the slain of Israel to fall so at Babylon shall fall the slain of all the earth There. God is indicating Babylon caused the slain of Israel. Israel would be pointing to those in the churches. Babylon came against Judea historically. Satan came against the church. Slew many people according to the wrath of God and God's judgment which began at the house of God. But notice the second part of Jeremiah 51 verse 49 So, at Babylon shall fall the slain of all the earth. Now the transition. The cup is first given to the people called by my name, according to Jeremiah 25. But shall the nations of the world go unpunished? They shall not be unpunished, God says. But he will give them the cup, the identical cup of wrath. And as... The people called by his name, the city called by his name, drank of that cup at the hands of the Babylonians as God utilized them as an instrument of judgment. So too will Babylon or, or at Babylon shall fall the slain of all the earth. All of the unsaved people in the day of judgment will fall at Babylon. Babylon is fallen is fallen. We uh we have abundant evidence that God is speaking of the kingdom of the world which would include the churches that became a part of Babylon as Satan overcame them they became a part of his kingdom as well as all the unsaved people outside of the churches. They're all Babylon. And We need to understand that. Now, just one more verse concerning um, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. In James chapter 5. In James 5, it says, in verse 12, But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath. But let your yea be yea, and your nay, nay, lest ye fall into condemnation. And that word fall is the same word, Greek word translated as fallen, in our verse. Fall into condemnation. That's what God has in view. With Babylon is fallen is fallen. They are now under the wrath of God. They were uh, used by God as a means to bring wrath to the people within the churches, but now it's turned. Now they are the object, the target of the wrath of God. They have fallen into condemnation. And uh, that that's, I think, the emphasis, the double emphasis, is fallen is fallen, and, and God does um, double up the language of the cup of his wrath in Revelation 18, when he says that, that um, well, let me read this. Uh, I was going to refer to it a little later, but in Revelation 18, verse six, reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she has filled, fill to her double. Fall into condemnation. Babylon is fallen, is fallen. It is. A double condemnation. Now there is, of course, another answer or solution to what God means there. As far as uh, Babylon was um, instrumental, Uh, again it says in in that verse, verse 6, "...in the cup which she has filled, filled to her double." So Babylon filled a cup and gave it to the churches. The churches drank of the wine of her fornication, as it actually says here in uh, Revelation 14 8, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Babylon, uh, it, it's interesting how God puts that, the wine of her wrath, and we'll discuss that a little later, but Babylon made the nations, the Gentiles, the, the people within the churches and congregations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And God says in the cup she has filled, fill to her double. And, and so now Babylon, as it were, will drink twice as much than the cup that she herself had filled for those within the churches and congregations of the world. Now we, Uh, By God's grace, uh, he has helped us in opening up our understanding to see exactly what he means by filling the cup double. When God brought judgment upon the churches, when judgment began at the house of God, he likens it to the judgment on the third part. We read that again and again in Revelation chapter 8, I'll just turn there at It's pretty much throughout the whole chapter. It says in verse 9 of Revelation 8, And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died, and the third part of the ships were destroyed. Verse 10, And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And it goes on, third part, third part, third part is judged. Because the third part normally identifies with God's elect. And God's elect were to be in the churches. That's where God wanted His people to be throughout the church age, almost 2,000 years. That's where you would find the true elect people of God, the third part. And therefore the church took upon itself identification with the third part, that phrase. But when when God brings judgment on the churches, he will eventually bring his people out of the churches, commanding them to depart out, leaving only the unsaved, leaving the tares and removing the wheat. Finally, at the very completion of it, at the end of the Great Tribulation, but the judgment fell on the third part. The cup of wrath of God was given to the third part. Now, on the other hand, Satan and uh, the beast and his kingdom identify with the number 666. As we, we read in Revelation 13, it says in verse 18, Here is wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of man, and his number is six hundred, three score, and six. Now, if you write a third as a decimal, it's .333. If you write two thirds, it would be .666, and, and continue on, just as three three three. And so, judgment begins at the house of God, .333. The third part. But when judgment transitions to the world, to those that have the number of the beast, in all of the kingdom of Babylon, representative of all the people that inhabit the nations of the world, then it is, in in this type and figure that God is using, as though it is doubled. It's doubled now. Now it's the two-thirds, not... Just the third part, but it's the two-thirds that have the mark of the beast, the two-thirds that are unsaved of the people of the world. It is a doubling of the cup of wrath and 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 so we we understand what God is saying there. Now, um, uh, Lord willing, when we get together in our next Bible study, we're going to look a little closer at that phrase the wine of the wrath of her fornication because it's unusual. Normally we read of the wine of the wrath of God or the wine of the fierceness of his wrath, meaning God's wrath. Why does God say concerning Babylon that she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication? It's similar to the wine of the wrath of God, but different in an unusual way, and uh, we'll take a closer look at that again, Lord willing, when we get together again in our next Bible study in the Book of Revelation. Thanks for joining us for E-Bible Fellowship's evening Bible studies.